Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TBH and I'd like to welcome you guys back to my show, Hokage Thoughts. The show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show. Today, in which I'm recording, is April 4th, 2020, and it is now day 20 of my personal quarantine. <sighs> I'm starting to lose my mind, and I miss sex. Yo, check it out. Shout out to all the desert dick dudes out there, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't know how y'all do this on a regular. Y'all don't ever be fucking like me because it was because of the quarantine. But like, y'all don't ever be doing this shit. That shit crazy, bro. Good for you, don't know. Anyways, now before we get into the show, just know that if you enjoy the show, make sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps my show grow uh, in the algorithm. It brings in new listeners. Listeners, I cannot talk. Listeners is not a word. Listeners, it brings in new listeners when you rate my podcast five stars on apple podcast if you want to financially support the show head on over to redcircle.com slash hokage thoughts and you can donate whatever amount that you see fit so i was thinking about it when i was making the notes i was like man we should make a new section because like this is like the third podcast in a row that i've talked about the rona until this is over we might as well call it fucking rona up so it's time for the rona updates the rona updates how is the coronavirus i mean we know how it's affecting the world and like you know in a regular place but how is it affecting the gaming sphere the first article i got for you guys all right check this out right here man just just a couple quick hits or whatever um i just noticed that uh freaking i got whatever it doesn't matter if it says my sub counts uh anyways boston gamestop tells employees to wear plastic bags to stay open GameStop is continuing to try to stay open while non-essential businesses are being told. First of all, let me give you the backstory of why people are really pissed about this shit. So a couple weeks ago, GameStop was trying to make the argument that they should be allowed because, you know, they're in America here. They said that only essential businesses can be open. Um, and they made the argument that they're essential business because they sell mouse and keyboards or whatever. Um, so people were pissed about that. Be like, don't nobody care about video games that much. Plus everything you can buy in the PSN store, the Xbox store and on Steam and stuff. You can buy digital keep mouse and keyboard ain't that damn essential. Anyways. Uh, so now this story comes out and people are really pissed about it at freaking GameStop. So in Boston, employees were told to wrap their hands in plastic bags in order to remain open. Boston Globe reporter Katie Johnson broke the story. She detailed how a store manager explained the process to employees. Workers have been told to wrap a plastic bag around one hand to protect it from exposure to the virus. Open a door a crack and take the customer's credit card, the manager said. Employees are then to run the card with a hand still encased in the bag, flip the bag inside out, leaving the card inside, put the purchase in the bag, and hand it back out through the door. On a national level, GameStop's fight to be considered an essential. Blah, blah, that's, 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 that's beside the point. You get the point. These, let me read this back to you, okay? These motherfuckers told their employees that they should put a plastic bag on their hand, open the door, take the customer's credit card. Employees will then run the card, and then they'll wrap the bag in the card, and they'll give it back with the game and stuff. This is why. Imagine walking into the store and seeing somebody with two plastic bags on their hand. Be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But also... Video games are not that important. First of all, who's going to GameStop during the Rona outbreak? That's what I want to know. Do you people... Listen, I know. I'm in that boat. I love, 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 love owning a hard copy of a game. But I'm sorry. There's certain things that are more important than video games to me. And one of them is my health. Matter of fact, speaking of my health, I can fucking 
this is this is what I hate about having a super HD camera. I can fucking see the zits on my. I, this is how I know I'm stressed out. Get this damn gnat on my face. Fucking this damn. I got I got zits. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I saw it in the camera. I hate. It. Sometimes it's really nice to have like a nice camera, but then sometimes it's not because then you see all the fucking problems and fucking. I'm definitely stressed out because I'm breaking out this week. But anyways, that's not the point. <laughs> so we're talking about my face. So yeah, don't be surprised if this was just in Boston. This wasn't a national thing. This is a local Boston GameStop. But don't be surprised if you're from Boston and you go to GameStop to get one of those essential mouse and keyboards that they're selling, and you pull up and somebody's just some fully dressed in a fucking trash bag because apparently this is that will stop the Rona to them. Um, I thought that story was funny. Just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, number number reason number three thousand and six of why people hate GameStop. This company. I, honestly, this is one of the worst things that could have happened to GameStop for like the last five years. I swear to God, like every month, a new article comes out about how GameStop is failing. Their stocks are down. Their quarterly sales are down. They're not getting any pre-orders. People hate the customer service. There's always, oh, they're they're rebooting and they're they're doing uh now they're trying to focus on the gamers with like a, as a, being a hangout lounge. And as they spent all this money to reinvest and uh, re- renovate a lot of their stores, this happens. Um, I feel like this is the worst thing that could happen to GameStop and the Rona actually might be the death of GameStop, but y'all know how I feel. Honestly, I don't give a fuck because they destroyed EB Games and EB Games was far superior to GameStop. Uh, if you don't remember, uh, back when I was a kid, if you're, if you're young, there was a, there was two juggernauts in the gaming space. There was GameStop and there was EB Games. Um, usually terrorists um, and pedophiles went to GameStop, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> normal everyday gamers who enjoyed games talking about games um fucking getting a good trade in value for their games when they traded things and they went to eb games um that was one of the main reasons that i preferred eb games over fucking gamestop they actually gave you a decent amount of money um but unfortunately i guess that's not a good business model because they got absorbed by gamestop the uh, eb games still exist but they only exist in australia and in canada i believe but here in the states they got absorbed but that i'm <laughs> world war gamestop it'll never stop anyways uh let's see next news story quick news story that i got for you guys rona updates rona updates how else is the coronavirus affecting your gaming um the rona has sony throttling ps4 downloads now i would like to stress that this news only affects people in europe this is not something stateside i don't know why they chose europe but i'm just putting this out there because i'm pretty sure i have some listeners out there in europe um so basically what Sony is doing is um, if you're trying to download games, because like I said, most people are smart enough not to go to fucking GameStop. They'll just download games digitally while they're at home. If you're trying to download games digitally um, to pass the time with this Rona and this quarantine going on, if you're in Europe, just know that P- uh, Sony has begun, uh, has begun, has began slowing down the Internet on the PS4. So it'll take longer to download things than usual. And the reason is because there's a lot more congestion on their networks. And it's not just Sony. It's Xbox. I literally just read before I started uh, recording this podcast that Xbox is having issues like half of it is down because there are more people than ever on Xbox Live, Steam, um, PSN, because everybody's at home and Sony's struggling with it. So what they're doing is they're throttling people's download speeds. It won't affect um, like gameplay. Um, so if you, if you go online and you play your favorite, like, I don't know, Warzone, like Call of Duty Warzone, it shouldn't lag. Well, actually it will lag cause it fucking sucks. 
I was going to say 2K, it shouldn't lag, but that's going to lag regardless. But you get the point. Games that don't lag, it shouldn't lag. It's not going to affect the online gameplay. It's going to still be the same. This is strictly just for download speeds. If you're trying to download games and movies and stuff like that off the PSN store or DLC, that's what it's going to affect. Um, they released this uh, statement saying, playing video games enables players all over the world to connect with friends and family, enjoy much needed entertainment during these uncertain times. Sony Interactive is working with internet service providers in Europe to manage download traffic to help preserve access for the entire internet community. We believe it's important to do our part to address the internet stability concerns as an unprecedented number of people are practicing social distancing and are becoming more reliant on internet access players may experience somewhat slower or delayed game downloads when they still in but they still will enjoy robust gameplay we appreciate the support and understanding from our community and they're doing their part as we take these measures in an effort to preserve access for everyone so just know if you're in europe your download speeds might be affected. That's how the Rona is affecting those out there on the east side. Um, well, the west side, actually, but you, you get the point. I just felt like saying it. Uh, let's see. What other Rona updates do we have for you guys? Another thing that's being throttled is YouTube. This is just a quick one. Oh, my fucking God. I just, I'm sorry. I just clapped in the fucking mic. I have like one gnat left. Like I've caught most of them, but I have like one nagging gnat and he won't go in the fucking apple cider vinegar. I'm sorry. I tried to get him, but I didn't get him. Uh, I'm sorry for clapping in your ear. <laughs> uh, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. All right. I'm not really that happy. I'm depressed. Rona. Anyways, um, this podcast sucks. So make sure to rate it five stars on the Apple podcast. Uh, other news. Rona is affecting YouTube uh, starting this month in April. Uh, YouTube will now default to 480p. This does not mean that you cannot watch uh, HD videos. What they're doing is um, they're defaulting videos from to 480p because uh, they want to lower the congestion on their website so people can have more access because everybody's social distancing, everybody's gaming, everybody's watching YouTube, all this shit. Um, so in order to keep the website smoother because there's more people on it than ever, they're defaulting the video player to 480p instead of everybody being at 1080 or 4K or whatever. Um, and if I had a reason to guess why they're doing this, it's probably because most people are lazy or stupid and they don't even know how to change the, or they, 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 they're too lazy to change from 480p to 1080p or 4k or 720p or whatever. So they'll probably just leave it on 480p and watch it, especially because most people watch on their phone. 480p looks fine on the phone. Um, it just looks bad on like the television and shit like that. So most people will probably be too lazy to change it to HD. So they're probably banking on that, which will probably free up some congestion on their networks. Um, Google said, we continue to work closely with governments and network operators around the globe to do our part to minimize the stress on the system during this unprecedented situation. Basically, they're saying they're trying to reserve the Internet for things that matter. OK, that governments need to be able to communicate with each other. OK, whatever that means. Um, so just want to put that out there your youtube might be affected and last but not least uh like i said i'm recording this episode on april 4th uh which means we are three days removed from april 1st which is april fool's day i just wanted you to know anybody who did an april fool's day first of all y'all know i hate <laughs> y'all know i hate april fool's um just because like it's the day where people who are not funny for some reason think they're going to be funny all of a sudden if you weren't funny 364 days out of the year why do you think on april 1st you're going to be funny all of a sudden so i hate april fools because idiots think they're funny all of a sudden and it's never fucking funny then you can't trust any of the news like imagine if like kobe passed away on april fools day people would think it's a joke and it actually happened uh 
like so i i feel like you can't trust news on april fool's day because everybody thinks they're a fucking clown and they're funny and shit like that but this year it especially sucked because this corona shit is going on and i just like to put out there shame on anybody who participated in april fool's day uh this year fuck you it's not funny i seen a couple shit uh uh like news stories or whatever trying to be funny and like i get what people are going for oh april fools let's crack some jokes to lift everybody's spirit during these hard times no you're not can i play that shit on my fucking oh, i don't have my i have my stream deck set to something else but if i could i would fucking play it on the actually you know what let me switch it right now let's go ahead and hit it for you everybody who fucking tried to play a prank joke on april fool's day this year doing this rona and it's time you just lying on fucking internet i got something for you nigga you ain't funny <laughs> only lame niggas say that shit and that's word to my mother shout out to pokey um anyways <laughs> uh just wanted to put that out there fuck april fool's day all right so today's podcast i don't know it'd probably be a shorter one than usual like we've been averaging like an hour on these podcasts but um i feel like there wasn't a lot to talk about although i say that every episode and for some reason it still ends up being an hour but i don't have like any game reviews or anything like to talk like that just some game news and then i took a bunch of questions from you guys and we're gonna wrap it up um rona slowed up a lot of things um so first things first just want to put that out there that uh what i've been playing lately so some of you might be wondering if you don't come through to the streams at twitch.tv slash the black okage which you should i stream almost daily we have a good time sometimes multiple times a day uh i've been playing animal crossing this is my first animal crossing ever this is not a review this is not a review this is not a review i cannot restress i cannot stress enough is this a review no it's not okay <laughs> but i just want to put it out there that i have been playing animal crossing and the reason i'm not gonna review it i've actually been playing animal crossing a lot this is my first one ever and i'm not gonna lie i never understood the game but i think this game just came out at the right time i will say that if you're looking for something to play i do enjoy it but it's hard for me to recommend this for everybody because like it's hard to explain what do you do in this game look man in times like this where the rona's going on the world's on fire governments are collapsing people are dying it was just nice to just take my switch and just lie in the bed and go fishing man i just want to shake some trees build some houses talk to all my animal friends and shit like that like hang out with your friends at their island and shake their trees it's fun I, i'm not gonna lie like this game makes you feel like christopher columbus and shit it's christopher columbus simulator I go to my friends' islands, I fucking shake their trees, I rob them of their flowers and shit. I discover things and I take it back to my island and I build my properties up. I like to ravage other people's lands and shit like that. Um, it's just a fun, simple game. I would define it as like an anxiety reliever. Um, it's very relaxing, something you can just turn your brain off and just enjoy. You don't have to think too much. Um, fucking, it's, 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 it's kind of like a Sims type of game um i like it i'm just gonna put it out there i like that and that's that i've been playing it but i don't want to do like a full-blown review like i put it on my notes and i don't even know 100 what i want to say i just want to say that i like it but i didn't want to do a full-blown review because like i don't know how to review this game like for games like you, re you, you for game reviews you talk about obviously what you like and you dislike but then specifically about like the mechanics and stuff like this this game is just kind of like a life sim and like if if you don't like stuff like that it might not be for you but even still keep it open mind because i don't really i'm not really a fan of the sims but i like animal crossing it has it's kind of like luigi's mansion it has like a certain charm to it it's just very relaxing to play in a time like this this game couldn't have came out at a better time when people just want to fucking be brain dead in the quarantine and they need time to pass things to pass uh time or whatever so shout out to animal crossing i do like the game um i would personally recommend it but i don't know do your own research it's kind of hard to give like a definitive like yeah this is the one of my favorite games of all time i don't i don't know i don't know i like it that's all i can say 
and I it's hard to articulate why. That's why I'm not going to do a review on it. Um, I also been playing Bleeding's Edge. I'll probably do a full review for it the next podcast. I talked about it in um, the beta, like I did like a first impressions. I just wanted to put it out that I have been playing it, but I don't feel like I played it enough to give a full review. Um, I've only played like five or six hours into the game, so maybe next podcast um, I'll do a, a full review. But I'm enjoying it. There are some problems, but I got I got to play more. I got to play more. I got to unlock more, see more of the customization before I give a full opinion on it. Um, but it is out. I just kind of want to say that I've been playing it. and It is out because it seems like Microsoft doesn't fucking promote their games. All right. I don't even know what the fuck I just said. So rate this this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. I told you I don't got nothing to talk about, but we still going to talk about it. Uh, other news. Let's talk about this shit. Is the PS5 in trouble? <sighs> PlayStation 5 is reportedly in serious trouble. According to a new report, the PlayStation 5 is in serious trouble. The report goes from a variety of sources, all of which relay they've heard from developers making games for the PS5 who are worried about some of the console's shortcomings. The report comes way of Twitter user Jeff Rickle. Jeff Rickle uh, has been somewhat substantiated by Windows Central journalists, blah, 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 blah. The report begins by noting the collective feeling in the developer community that Sony has dropped the ball, partially because it's underestimated Microsoft and the Xbox Series X, and this is why. By certain measurements, the PS5 specs are considerably inferior to the specs of the Xbox Series X. According to this new rumor, the PS5 can't maintain its clock speeds, which is causing severe overheating problems, which in turn is causing the hardware to fail at an alarming rate. Woo! Further, the lack of power is also apparently leading to the optimization issues. While the Xbox Series X is reliable in terms of the power it provides, the PS5 is unpredictable, which in turn makes optimization very challenging. The report continues by noting that Sony is looking into competing the console into completing the console redesign to alleviate some of the issues, and this redesign may lead to the console looking similar to the Xbox Series X, which features a very practical design. Oh man. This claim wraps up by noting that Sony is contemplating a six to twelve month delay in order to make adjustments to the console, but also notes that it's considering launching what it has in order to match the release of the Xbox Series H. Uh, X, which would lead to a redesign coming later down the road. All right, so take this all with a grain of salt. Take it all with a grain of salt, but I'm not going to lie. They're saying that not only is this far more underpowered than the Xbox Series X, but the design of it and the the, the clock speeds can't maintain, which means like the CPU can't maintain a certain level of power. Uh, so it makes it hard to optimize the games. It means it's going to be the, some of the games are going to be inconsistent in terms of like frame rate and resolution. Um, also, this overheating thing is a that's a really big one. And it seems like it's the design that they have that's making it overheat or it could be everything. They don't have like a proper cooling system and it's causing the PS5 to fail at an alarming rate. Imagine dropping five, six hundred dollars on a brand new console and a month later that bitch overheats, especially during the quarantine when people don't have a lot of money. That bitch overheats and collapse like the Xbox 360 and you get the red ring of death back on the PS5. I'm not going to lie. This is not this is not good news. The only reason I'm not going to get too hopped up on it is because these are rumors and none of this is confirmed. But the problem with this type of news is sony would sony would never because it's detrimental to business sony would never come out and be like yeah our ps5s are failing (laughs) yeah this shit's underpowered it's their job to sell you a product 
So this is one of those ones where it's like, ugh, I want to take it with a grain of salt, but I also want to be super cautious because Sony's never going to tell me the truth. It's their job to sell me something. So this is kind of concerning. It's also concerning from another standpoint, because let's say that it's true that the Xbox is far more powerful than the PS5, the new Xbox. Honestly, what does it matter? We're kind of stuck with the PS5, and that's what I struggle with the Xbox, bro. Like this new Xbox, the way that they're describing it, it does sound fire. But the reality is Microsoft has already announced games everywhere, whatever that program is. For those of you unaware, they announced it like last E3 or two E3s ago, something like that, where if you buy a game on Xbox, you get it on PC. And also all their games are on PC. There's no more Xbox exclusives. They're doing like a subscription program where if you get the Xbox Game Pass or if you just buy the game, you're, you're going to get it on both platforms. And there's like cross save and cross platform. And that's cool. But it also gives me a reason as a PC owner not to buy your platform if you're not going to have any actual exclusives on it. It kind of forces me to go to the PS5. And now I'm hearing this news that the PS5 is overheating. Its clock speeds are trashed. The, like the, the graphics on it are going to be not that great. It's not going to be optimized. It's making me not want to buy a next-gen console. What's the point of buying the Xbox if the games are going to be on PS5, PS5, uh, the PC? And what's the point of buying the PS5 if the thing is just going to fucking blow up? We might need to we might need to push back the next gen like another year or something like that. Um, because this is looking spooky. I'm not gonna lie. I, I really don't like this news, this, especially this overheating. I can deal, I can deal with the, the the graphics not being as good as the Xbox Series X. I wouldn't have cared about that. Um, because I would argue that I'm buying the PS5 for the exclusives anyway. Like, yeah, you want the graphics to be better, but they don't have to be that much better because I have a PC anyway. Um but the fact that what really concerns me is this overheating shit and it's saying that the ps5 is failing and that they're considering redesigning it but then also what 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 concerns me too is they're also considering not redesigning it letting it fail and then relaunching with another ps5 slim fuck out of here sony i really hope that this news is not true i really hope that this shit is not true because that's looking real spooky um but I mean, what can you do? And speaking speaking of the delays, because we're already talking about it, I don't know if you guys seen this. Freaking The Last of Us 2 got delayed indefinitely. Um, Naughty Dog released this message to the public. Here, let me read it to you guys. As you've likely seen, the release of The Last of Us 2 has been delayed. We've we're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We wanted to reach out to all of you in our community to give you a little bit more information. The good news is we're nearly done with the development of The Last of Us Part 2. We're in the midst of fixing our final bugs. However, even with us finishing the game, we're faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure that everyone gets to play The Last of Us 2 around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such time where we can solve these logistic issues. We're bummed out about this process, but ultimately understood that it's best and it's fair to all our players. We're hoping that this won't be a long delay and we'll update you as soon as we have new information to share. Wish you all and your family and your friends the best health. Thank you for being amazing fans and your continued support. Stay safe. Naughty dog. I think what sucks about this delay is it's indefinitely meaning we don't know when the actual game is going to come out. They said, uh, we're going to wait till this whole Corona thing clears up. And if, uh, you know, if it takes a year, you know, we might get delayed. Listen, man, at this point, just make it a PS5 exclusive. Um, make it a launch title. It'll be one of the greatest launch titles of all time. Um, I think it's really weird to launch games like right before um, another console comes out. Although I could argue maybe it's not weird because they can double dip. 
I mean, that's what they did. People forget that The Last of Us was actually a PS3 game. People forget that shit was a PS3 game. People look at it as a PS4 game because it came out late in the life cycle of the PS3. PS4 came and then that bitch came out with the remaster. So people look at it as a PS4 game. Uh, they're probably trying to double dip with that again. But honestly, they should just make it a PS5 title. Make it a PS5 launch title. We can wait. Push the PS5 and the Xbox back to 2021. Because um, this Rona has crazy implications. First of all, you guys are trying to rush out new consoles and games when people don't got money. Motherfuckers is worried about how to eat, bro. Motherfuckers is worried about how to eat, um, how they going to survive. Freaking, I'm sitting on my phone. Oops. Uh, <laughs> freaking, they're worried about how they going to eat, how they going to survive. I'm sorry, but uh, me, and this includes me, like, I don't even consider myself broke, but I ain't rich. I'm not worried about no new five, six hundred dollar console. Um, I'm worried about making sure I can pay rent and making sure I got enough food in my cabinets so that I can survive. Because we don't know how long this Rona shit is going to last. And the reality is that this shit affects everybody. People are losing their jobs. Um, people are losing advertisers. Freaking like like people might look at it like from my my standpoint and they might look at it like, oh, how does it affect you? Like you work from home. I, I am worried about it. It does affect me because. Uh, not only, you guys are losing your job so then you can't subscribe to me to support me but then let's say that also let's so then all i'm losing my track of thought here also it affects me in a sense that like advertisers who like advertise for the podcast or on my youtube channel they're uh they might pull their money back they what's the point of advertising their product on, on a platform if people don't have money to spend for that product if that makes sense so i could be losing advertisers ad money i'm losing sub money it affects me too it affects everybody with a job. Anybody, it, yo, the economy's going to fucking shit, dog. I'm not gonna lie. So you better save your fucking pennies. Um, I am not worried about the release of the PS5 or the fucking Xbox Series X. I would not be upset if they pushed it back to 2021 because things is getting spooky. Um, and hopefully they don't. Yo, stay inside. Stay inside, man. Wash your fucking hands. Stop doing stupid shit. Stop saying this shit is a fucking hoax, man. Fucking, I want some pussy. This is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> my girl can't come over because you niggas, bro. She got a job. <sighs> Anyways, uh, I apologize. Like I said, day 20 of the quarantine. Um, Let's see other news. Freaking um, the Valor. There was a, I don't want to call it an event, but Valorant got a full blown reveal. This is like their second reveal. Let me, this is like some gameplay from Jack Frags. Shout out to Jack Frags. and put it on loop and just leave that in the background of the video. If you're not watching the video version, go to youtube.com slash the Black Hokage. So Valorant, Riot Games, it's a, it's a new shooter by Riot Games. They're going for the esports the, the e crowd here. Um, they held like a digital event because they couldn't have an in real life event, obviously, because of the Rona. Um, basically, they gave people early builds of the game and they got to record it. And then they got to live stream and upload content to YouTube and people are like sharing their thoughts on what they think. Um, and now that we don't have like trailers, we have full blown gameplay. Like this is like 14 minutes of gameplay. You can actually get a feel for it and see. I can kind of give a better assessment of it. Um, my first impressions, if you didn't hear when they first revealed it. I thought it was kind of mid uh, the graphics weren't that great but i understood why they're doing that they're trying to make sure that this can run on any pc possible this is not coming to console at least anytime soon i don't know if they have plans for it in the future but i wouldn't be surprised if they don't so they're gonna make sure the graphics aren't too crazy so it runs on on as many pcs as possible because for those of you unaware one of the reasons league of legends is so popular is it can run on a fucking toaster uh, it's free to play and it can run on the toaster this game is going to be free to play and it's going to be able to run on a toaster those are two things that are recipes for success that's why Fortnite's po uh pretty popular it's, it's free to play uh so that's not the point um second impressions of this after doing this event 
Um, it's kind of the same. Still kind of looks mid. I'm really hoping that this game plays better than what it looks. Because right now, like, all these content creators are hyping this shit up. And I'm talking about, like, esports dudes and big YouTubers. And, like, I just, I don't see it. It looks like a CSGO mod, honestly. It looks like, it looks like somebody modded CSGO and they added Overwatch abilities in it. And I don't, I don't really see what's so special about it. I will say from this, this more, the gameplay that's revealed, the shooting does look better than CSGO, in my opinion. I always found the recoil patterns to be really random. But in this joint, it looks like it's going to have a little bit more control with the recoil pattern. So I might enjoy it more. That's what I'm saying. I'm still keeping an open mind. I'm hoping that this plays better than what it looks. But I just don't see what's going to keep me here long term. Um, and if anything, if I could criticize Riot Games in this event, mostly they, they, mostly they gave access, early access to streamers. Like, you guys got to be cognizant of who you give access to these games because I pulled up to, like, I had, like, five tabs open. I was watching multiple streams, and uh, I'm not going to say any names because I'm not trying to shade anybody. I don't want to think, I, I don't want anybody thinking that I have beef. What I will say is one thing that's different about, like, the Twitch community compared to, like, the YouTube community, a lot of people on Twitch don't have real skill sets. And when I say real skill sets, they don't know how to produce a video. They don't know how to write a script. They don't know how to edit. They don't know how to commentate and be charismatic they don't know how to articulate themselves in their commentary they're just streamers they just you know they just play the game and they talk to their chat and that's okay on twitch but when you're revealing your game i feel like you got to find that balance between having people who can just get you views and people who are able to actually articulate what your game is about uh, my favorite stream that i was watching was nade shot when they revealed this shit because nade and because nade shot is a former call of duty call of duty pro player so he was able to articulate the mechanics of the game what he liked what he disliked but also who he thought was going to be meta how different abilities could affect the map and different characters he was able to actually break it down in, in a very intelligent manner and that's what i personally appreciate and i think that's what a lot of hardcore gamers would rather appreciate versus you just inviting some streamers on because they have views because like i had a lot of streams open and it was a lot of people who were just like oh i like this game this is going to be the next big game okay why I, I really like it, man. It's so cool. I just had so much fun playing it. And like, that's not shade to them. I just don't think they know how to articulate themselves because like I said, Twitch doesn't require you to do that. Like it's it's just live streaming and you playing games. And when you're, when you're live streaming, you can say that you like, just like this game. But when it comes to like YouTube and you're producing like a review, you have to have a, a certain skill set that I think a lot of streamers don't have. So if I could criticize like this this event more so than like the actual game, like these companies, I got to be cognizant. Find that balance. I get you guys want views. You want to get all the big people in there. I get it. You do need that. But also I have more people like Nade Shot to break down because uh, first impressions are everything. And fucking you don't want to give the first, wrong first impression because all somebody knows how to say is this game is cool. Look at the colors on the screen. Like let's have less cavemen is what I'm trying to say. Um, that's no shade to anybody. Like, you know, it is what it is. Um, so my, my first impression is still my second impression is eh. I still don't get it. I'm going to try it. Hopefully, I can get into this beta on the 7th. We'll be live streaming it over at twitch.tv slash the Black Okage. But second impressions, it's still not really doing anything for me. Hopefully, it plays better than it looks. You know, with all the uncertainty in the world, feeling safe at home has never been more important. It's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe Home Security. They're longtime friends of Hokage Thoughts. And for good reason. Simply Safe has made it easy to finally get comprehensive protection for your home. There's no technician or salesperson that needs to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay an outrageous monthly fee or sign a 
two-year contract. Just order online, set it up yourself in under an hour, and your home is protected 24-7 with emergency dispatch for break-ins, fires, and more. And all just for 50 cents a day. And I'm not the only one that's a fan of Simply Safe. U.S. News and World Report named Simply Safe best overall home security for 2020. So check it out. Since Simply Safe is a sponsor of the show, just know that if you head on over to simplysafe.com/okage, my listeners will get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. That's simplysafe.com/okage to make sure that they know that our show sent you. And from Simply Safe and me as well, we're wishing you safety and good health. Just head on over to simplysafe.com slash Okage. Um, and last piece of gaming news I got for you guys is there's a rumor going around that um, apparently it's the 35th birthday. This year is the 35th birthday of Super Mario. Um, and Nintendo is rumored to be working on some remasters. Um, in celebration of the 35th birthday, Nintendo is rumored to be working on a new Paper Mario as well as remasters for Super Mario 64 sunshine and super mario galaxy i am super and it's supposed to be for the nintendo switch uh i'm really hoping to play devil's advocate here i'm really hoping that this shit is true because super mario sunshine is one my favorite super mario game it's super underrated people say oh the camera but whatever you get a water jetpack nigga how about that fucking I, all they gotta do is take the engine from super mario odyssey and put and use the same graphics for super mario sunshine that shit would be fucking fire i'm definitely doing a full playthrough over on twitch i just hope they don't charge more than like 20 or 30 bucks for these games or i would i would be it'd be dope if you can get the bundle you can get super mario 64 sunshine and galaxy all for like what 60 bucks remastered that'd be fire i don't really care about paper mario i never played paper mario before i'm not saying it's a bad game i just never played paper mario before so i can't really speak on it but i want to say that i hope this rumor is true just putting it out there. Just don't charge a lot on the damn eShop for these games. Um, but the streets need that Super Mario Sunshine, man. I miss my water pack, bro. I miss my water pack. Um, that's all I got, though. That's all I got for the gaming news. All right. Uh, let's get into these questions. So, take a swig of this water. I got a bunch of questions from you guys on Twitter. I take them on Twitter. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. And before we get into these questions, they range from all over the place. There's some there's some gaming questions, some life questions, blah, blah, blah. I just want to say I am not an expert on anything. This is my disclaimer. This is people asking me questions and this is me answering them to the best of my ability. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to do anything I say. I'm just simply providing a service. They ask me questions and I'm answering them. Do whatever the fuck you want. Anyways, first question comes from Slays Haiti. And he said, have you thought about creating an esports team with GI and recruit people for the teams? First of all, if you're unfamiliar with GI, this is your first time listening to the podcast. GI is an acronym. It's short for Gaming Illuminati. We are the Enlightened Gamers. Before I did this podcast, and we still do this podcast, by the way, on the regular. I have another podcast with my friends, two other friends, Ethos and JG. It's called Gaming Illuminati. We talk about gaming industry stuff more in debt, debt, depth. Um, it's available on Spotify, iTunes. So make sure to check that out. We're also a stream team. Make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter at G uh, underscore. No, no, at GI updates. Um, but anyway, he's asked, have you ever thought about doing a GI esports team? Yes, it is something that we talked about. But the reality is we cannot do it because we don't have the money. Um, I don't know if you know, but all these esports teams, this is not something that nobody wakes up and they're like, yo, I'm about to start an esports team. Like, you can't do that. Like, all these esports teams, Hunted Thieves, TSM, all them, 
they have investors. <laughs> fucking, they have investors. They have millionaires and billionaires fucking investing in them. Like the Mavs, or the, they obviously, or all the all the NBA teams. Obviously, they have their NBA investors and shit like that. They have money behind them. Like you don't just wake up and then because the reality is it costs a lot of money to create an esports team. You guys like my pajamas, by the way. My fucking, you can't see it unless you're on the video version. But anyway. The reality is you need a lot of money because you need money for jerseys. You got to feed them, house them, got to fly them out to events. Um, you have a bunch of you need a bunch of money to provide the logistics to even get this team going. And then you got to hope they win. You got to hope it pays off and they win. I don't have that type of money. That's millionaire money, billionaire money right there in order to pull off a fucking team. I mean, maybe, maybe you can just, you know, order like a custom jersey, you and your friends and be like, we're an esports team. But like, I don't want to do something like that. I would want to do, I want to, I would want to do things the right way. The whole shebang, like being able to recruit and find people for the team and stuff like that. But like I said, we don't have the money for that, nor do we have investors. So the reality is this all comes down to, we need your support. I'm not saying we'd make an esports team tomorrow or anything like that, but anything that I would want to do or like you would want to see, a lot of times you guys suggest to me, the reality is I can't do it. I'm like, I'm not joking when I say I'm not rich. I can't do them because I don't get the support that I need in order to do those things. Um, and I always, I always, always, I guess I get frustrated sometimes because people fail to realize whatever I succeed in, like you guys succeed in too, because I always take that information that I learned and I give it back to you in the podcast and the streams and stuff like that. I don't hide information. Fucking I always share whatever I because I don't look at people as like my competition. Uh, I, I'm in competition with myself, so I don't mind sharing information with people. So it's like whenever I win, you win um, or GI as a whole, you win. Um, but we need your support in order to get to that point where we can even find an investor or even have. Honestly, I don't even know if I would want investors. I would rather invest my own money, but I'm not a millionaire. Not yet. Um, but what I will say is, uh, you guys are starting to listen. I don't want you because sometimes I feel like I'd be scolding people. Like I just be speaking the truth, but sometimes maybe it comes across as condescending. Uh, and that's not like, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just telling you the truth. So I would like just to put some positivity into the air. I will like to say that one thing I wish I remember the name of who did this, but I was in uh gypsy, uh, not stream gypsy's, uh, discord barefoot gypsy. She's a streamer. She just became a Twitch partner. Shout out to her. Um, I was in her discord and I was reading in the general chat and somebody who listens to my podcast put in there, he gifted somebody else in the disc in that discord, a game. I don't know what game it is. Cause they didn't mention it, but the person added that person. They was like, yo, why'd you buy me this game on steam? And he was like, he was like, yo, check it out. He's like, I was listening to TBH's podcast and he was talking about, you know, if people, and I'm paraphrasing, he was like, if people spend more time, uh, promoting and talking about what they like and spreading positivity, uh, more of what they like would be on the mainstream versus, you know, talking about what they don't like, you know, support what you like or whatever. So he, uh, he just bought the dude, the game that he liked. I guess a lot of people don't know about the game. It was some indie game. He bought that game for somebody and gifted it to him. And then that person was like, yo, I appreciate that, man. He's like, this game is fire. He's like, yo, I'm gonna do this for somebody else. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's the shit that I like to see. It's not even about me. It's not like I, I get frustrated, not because I want you to like, yo, you have to support me. You have to be in all my streams all the fucking time. I get that you guys are fucking busy. When I'm talking about support, I hope that people understand my message doesn't get lost in translation. I'm talking about support in general. If I like something, I always support it. That's why I do the fucking Black History Month video every year where I'll shout out some streamers or like some YouTubers and shit. If you like something, then fucking support it. Stop spending your time in fucking comment sections talking about what music what artist you hate what game you hate if you hear me talking about something i don't like it's because it's the fucking podcast and somebody asked me like or it's like a game review but like 
I don't spend my I don't spend the majority of my time talking about shit I don't like. I'd rather talk about something that I do like because it, it puts you guys on to some cool shit. It gives you something to do. Um, so, like I said, we need your support. If you want to see something like an esports team or a production company or something big, you got to hit the like button. Like fucking listen, you don't have to donate. You don't have to subscribe. At bare minimum, hit the like button on the sh- on the video. You know, share the podcast, leave a comment, retweet something. There's things that you can do for free. But there's too many people out here that's worried about what's in it for me. Um, and if if you need that answer, the answer is if I win, you win, and vice versa. We all win if we support one another. But there's too much negativity in the world, and that shit is frustrating. I don't know where I even got that from, but hopefully that answers your question. Sure, that's something I would like to do. I would love to own an esports team. I would love to own a business. Um, but I am nowhere near that level of success. I'm not even remotely close. I don't. I know it seems like, uh, but but I'm not. I don't. I don't have that type of money. All right, let me get a swig of this water. Next question, and it comes from legit black guy, and he says. Has being more of a professional content creator over the years affected your ability to enjoy gaming for better or worse compared to when you were just playing for fun or more casually creating content? Um, I would say yes and no. No, because no recently, because in the past like two years, I've transitioned away from YouTube. Uh, the only people who don't seem to understand this are the people in the YouTube comments. <laughs> I've transitioned away from YouTube and my focus has been on Twitch um, and podcasting. Twitch and podcasting are my are my focuses. That's where I get my money. Um, so I would say no. But in the past, I would say it did. Um, and I would say more a lot, especially like when it came to my, my reviews. I felt like I spent more time talking about games than playing them. And to me, it wasn't worth it um and it was also frustrating too it would affect me in a sense that like i spent a lot of my time playing games not that i wasn't i was like half interested in i wasn't even that interested in but only because everybody and everybody like i would get like 500 comments on a youtube video yo you need to play the new ninja turtles game and then i go buy then a, a prime example is recently i did a review on luigi's mansion 3 a lot of people asked me to play Luigi's Mansion 3, whether it was in the YouTube comments or in the Twitch comments, right? And I played Luigi's Mansion 3 all the way through Twitch. I got good support on Twitch. Then I, up, I upload the review and uh, my review of Luigi's Mansion 3 at this moment has 9,000 views after like two, three weeks versus the video before where I was, where I just, me fucking reacting to a, uh, when the PS5, when they were doing the PS5 specs reveal, I reacted to that and I roasted it. That shit got 40,000 views in like a week. You see you see how that's like frustrating? I spent my own money playing a game and re- creating a video, spending the time to create a video and a review and nobody watched the shit. So like that shit, that shit kind of affects me because it feels, it makes me feel like I'm hustling backwards. And then the worst part is, I feel like people are telling me to do something. I do what they tell me to do. They don't support it. And then those same people hop in my comment section and they talk shit about me. Oh, you fell off. You're trash. This, that, and the third. That's why I've kind of transitioned and I've started focusing more on Twitch and more on podcasting and just doing whatever the fuck I want. YouTube is honestly like whatever. I just upload highlights. Every once in a, every once in a while, I might drop a video on YouTube that was like highly edited. I'll put some effort in to remind you niggas that I am nice at editing. I can produce some content or like a vlog or something. But I'm, I'm honestly at a point where I don't give a fuck. Uh, YouTube is full of... The YouTube comment section is full of fucking people who just contradict themselves. 
um they're full of shit and it's like eh i'm like whatever i I'd rather focus on the place where i get the most love and the most love and support is on twitch to me and through my podcast like i i really appreciate that like i read a comment um yesterday on my recent podcast dude said he randomly found me on apple Podcasts. which shout out to everybody who's rating it five stars i told you that shit works rate this podcast fucking five stars he said he found me on apple podcast and then he came to the youtube channel because i shouted out the youtube channel because he wanted to watch the video version that's the type of stuff i i i I will i go where people are showing me love i'm i'm kind of just youtube is such a fucking negative place and so that's why i say yes and no yes it did in the past but as i've transitioned away over the past two years to twitch i don't really give a fuck that much anymore i'm over that shit so shout out to the people showing love that kind of goes into the previous question that we were just talking about uh support what you like i can't i cannot stress that enough support what you like support what you like fucking spread more positive energy and stop just being stop writing fucking paragraph long messages about why you're gonna unsubscribe or why you think xyz is is fucking trash that shit is fucking stupid to me and a waste of energy and you're honestly a, a miserable human being um the next question it comes from that kid can run and he said hey tbh my cash my question would be that what is the smoothest way to transition into pc gaming i finally took gi's advice and i switched to pc gaming but how do i go about learning to use mouse and keyboard and how do i find people to link with since all my friends are still on console i'm glad you asked okay you finally switched over um first things first mouse and keyboard how do you learn about it um just like anything else you got to find a game that you're passionate about um, it could be a game that you played in the past, um, but you can get it on PC. For me, the game that inspired me to learn, you can't like you can't play a game that you kind of sort of just like on mouse and keyboard uh, because then it's going to feel like a chore. You have to feel, you have to play a game that you genuinely enjoy and inspired you. For me, I always tell people it was Planet Side 2. None of my friends liked Planet Side 2 either. Like it was a game that I played by myself. If you're unfamiliar with Planet Side 2, it's basically like space battlefield. Uh, but the difference is there's 2000 people on screen at once. I'm talking about cars, planes, 2000 people. It's literally like, or it's the closest thing to like war in a video game. In my opinion, like it'd be so many fucking bullets flying. You really had to pick and choose where you want to go. Um, so I really, it, it forced me to be good at mouse and keyboard and make good decisions. Um, it took me about a month month and a half to get comfortable with mouse mouse and keyboard uh from what i talked to other like people who play on pc it usually takes them like a month to three months to get good on mouse and keyboard it really depends on how bad you want it or how much you enjoy that game so that's my best piece of advice for you find a game that you really enjoy and that'll inspire you to get better at mouse and keyboard it might not be playing aside too matter of fact it probably won't because hardly anybody plays that that's an old game um maybe you played rainbow six siege on console maybe you played overwatch on console those are available on pc find a game that you find a shooter that you enjoyed on console or any game that you enjoyed on console nine times out of ten it's also available on pc it sucks that you have to rebuy it but you know that you like that game so you're going to feel a little bit more inspired to learn how to actually use the mouse and keyboard just catch the game on sale or something like that and in terms of finding new friends to play for uh play on pc discord everybody uses discord fam um, nobody uses Skype. Nobody uses TeamSpeak anymore. If you do, you should go to you should go to Bandworld. Um, everybody uses Discord. Don't be afraid to hop into Discord and freaking just start talking to people. Yeah, yo, who wants to run some games? I know every game. Like, there's an official Rainbow Six Siege Discord. There's an official League of Legends. Disc- there's there's an official Discord for every game. It's to the point where Discord is so lit. Um, 
freaking what's that game that right high res studios the ones that make smite they're coming out with a new third person tactical shooter it's called rogue company and in the trailer if you go look at it on youtube at the end of the trailer it says join our discord uh and they have the link on the screen like every game has a discord so you can join you can chat it up and meet people in there be like yo meet me in the voice chat let's link let's play um you just had to keep an open mind obviously um Freaking, I've met a lot of friends playing Apex. A lot of times I play Apex alone. I enjoy it enough that I play alone. I was playing ranked the other night. I got two wins, by the way, by myself, uh, playing with randoms. Um, and I met some really cool randoms. We were just talking in the game. And it was like, yo, add me on Discord. Like, bet. Let's play. Let's run some other time. Uh, it's the same that way. Um, but if you want to feel comfortable because you fuck with GI, the easiest Discord to join is probably the GI Discord. Uh, most people in the GI Discord play either PC or PS4. There's a few Xbox players here, but most people play PC and PS4. So if you're looking for people to play with, you can join the GI Discord. Everybody's cool in there. Um, freaking shameless plug. If you want to join the GI Discord, anybody listening, if you want to join our community, uh, it's for Patreon backers. It's a go to patreon.com slash GI updates. It's the $10 tier. Um, I know most people do not charge to get into Discord. Most most content creators, their Discord is free or it's five dollars like being a twitch sub the reason we charge ten dollars uh on the patreon is because um is to keep trolls out we used to have a free discord but it was too much arguing bickering between like grown-ass men and shit like just childish people so we put it behind a ten dollar paywall uh and understand that that you don't have to pay ten dollars a month you could pay ten dollars once and then you get in and after that we don't kick you out like it's not a monthly thing we don't kick you out it's more of just a, a stop safe to keep the trolls out because people ain't gonna pay ten dollars to fucking come in there and troll and get banned because we will kick you out the discord if you as long as you cool with everybody in gaming and laughing we all laugh and have a good time don't disrespect nobody but that ten dollars is to stop the troll and i can tell you right now from like other content creators that i've talked to i think in my opinion we have probably one of the best discords it's very healthy it ain't niggas in there fucking arguing and fucking bickering it's just motherfuckers gaming and having a good time so if you're looking for a healthy community i know it i know it's shameless plug patreon.com slash gi updates it's only one time you don't have to do it monthly if you do support us monthly we appreciate it but we don't kick you out if you can't uh it's just to keep the trolls out, honestly. Like I said, because they ain't gonna pay to come in there and troll. Because if you pay in there to get come troll, you're gonna get fucking banned and then you're gonna look stupid. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash GI updates. Come through to the Discord, support us. Anybody and everybody's welcome. Um freaking next question comes from GMB, and he says, Has the corona outbreak affected your viewership? Since everyone should, and he put in uh, quotations, should be home and self-isolating. I feel that, bro. First of all, fuck all y'all on Twitter. I've seen some people on Twitter talking about, yo, day three of the quarantine, day three, bitch, you're part of the problem. I'm on day 20. You motherfuckers talking about day you just started saying... <sighs> It's no hope for fucking humanity. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Fucking, but anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> I'm sorry, yo. Write this fucking shit five stars on Apple Podcast. This shit lit, boy. Um, so he said, has it affected my viewership? Yes. In my opinion, my viewership has been affected for the better. Um, on Twitch, like I would say the last three months, I was averaging like 450 viewers to like 650 viewers concurrent viewers at once if you're talking about total viewers per stream it's like 5,000 viewers per, um but yeah like 650 concurrent viewers on average i would say um the, since everybody's home i've been averaging like 700 to a thousand viewers a stream 
like more people are coming through people that have never been through it's been a lot of people that come through to the streams that i've like so let me tell you something if you come through to the stream regularly i recognize your name i recognize everybody who's a regular so first of all if you come through to the streams at twitch.tv slash the black okage come in the chat and just say what up because i know who's a fucking regular it doesn't matter there's 700 people in the chat i know everybody i know everybody's name because that's how lit the community is and the only people who don't seem to understand this are the youtube comments um, but like I recognize everybody who shows love and support because I appreciate that and I try to remember everybody's name I dead ass do um, So when new people come in the chat, I always recognize your name because I'm like, oh, I never seen your name Welcome to the stream, bro And if you say what up and like we just start cracking jokes and have a good time you lit you good But there are people who come through you got to learn if you never watched the fucking live stream You need to learn live stream etiquette, bro. Some of y'all motherfuckers are fucking socially awkward Just come through and say what up. Don't come through to my stream and the first thing you say is what's your KD? You're trash your YouTube fell off. It's a lot of people that come through. What up modern war Negro? Your YouTube is fucking it fell off If that's the first thing you come into my chat and you say why do you think that you're gonna you're not gonna get banned? We don't want that fucking negativity. The YouTube comments, I can't 100% control because I can't sit there and hawk the fucking comments all day because it's a video on demand. But when we live streaming and we got mods in there, all that dumb shit ceases to exist. You're getting fucking banned, bro. You can criticize as long as it's constructive criticism. But when you first come in and you just hating and shit like that, some of y'all need to learn fucking Twitch etiquette. That wasn't even your question. My bad, dog. Um, so as it affected... <laughs> Has it affected uh, the viewer, your viewership? Yeah, for for the better. Uh, am I? I've been averaging like seven hundred to a thousand viewers a stream. We had twelve thousand people in there one day, like a couple weeks ago. We were on the front page of Twitch, um, and I held that shit for a long time too, fucking for several hours. Um, that shit was lit. Um, yeah, but for the better. So, in my opinion, if you want to be a content creator or like you kind of like dibbled and dabbled in it, this is probably the best time to ever be a content creator for multiple reasons. Um, one. Like you said, every, like he has, everybody's home and everybody's uh, everybody's absorbing content in a gluttonous manner. Everybody's watching YouTube. Everybody's watching fucking Crunchyroll, Funimation, um, one, two, three movies, allegedly, uh, Twitch. <laughs> uh, so there are more eyeballs than ever. Uh, so it's a good time to create content. You have more eyeballs than ever. Um, you have more free time. And also statistically, um, it's proven that like lowball content like Twitch, where it's if you want to support a, a streamer, it's only five dollars a month. That performs better than uh, stuff that's like charging like twenty, thirty dollars a month. Uh, like Hulu, like charges like fifteen dollars a month. Like like Twitch streamers tend to do really well statistically speaking, um, at least according to Devin Nash. That's what he says. He he had the data on the screen. I'll take his word for it. He's a smart guy. Shout out to he's one of my favorite. Uh, he's one of my favorite content creators. Shout out to Devin Nash. He's a really smart dude, numbers type dude. Um, so yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time to try to grow your audience. A good time to try to make some money. People don't mind throwing five dollars. Ain't nobody trying to throw twenty though. Um, so yeah, appreciate the question. Uh, the next one comes from Cat in the Rap, and he asks, "What are one of the things you do to establish respect when you meet new people?" I've noticed. I've noticed that not too many of your peers go too far with you, even when just joking. Uh, uh so there's two perspectives to give on this. When it comes to somebody that you don't know like that, they won't go too far with me personally because I don't go too far with them. I feel like a lot of people are socially awkward and they don't realize it. The way you joke with your friends should not be how you joke with everybody else. Like if you joke with your mans one way and then you meet me for the first time, you should not joke with me because you don't know. You don't know me. People need to learn to gauge one another. You can't, you can act like a fucking baboon with your friends 
And then you can't be upset when you do it with somebody else that you don't know and they don't respond the same way. That's not your friend. You don't know them. Um, so one of the reasons that like when people meet me and they they don't go too far with me, they first meet me because I established we are not fucking friends. Like, you'd be like, hey, how you doing? Like, I, I don't I don't joke with people that I don't know like that. I joke the way you see me joke with my friends is because they're my friends. I don't joke with them like I don't joke with nobody else like that. Fucking and uh, that's one thing that I like. I like it's it, I guess it can, can be confusing. Like, I guess people feel like like I'm their friend or like another brother. So they'll maybe go too far in the chat or something like that. I'll be like, yo, chill, chill, chill. Or like people will clown on Ace too much. I'd be like, yo, like we can clown Ace, but you can't clown Ace like that. But he ain't your friend. Um, and then like when it comes to people that like know me personally, why I they don't go too far with me. I think it's because they know that I'm good at talking shit and like roasting. Uh, like you don't want to. It's, it's, it's one of those things like, do you want to get into a fight with native or do you want to get in fighting with endeavor and native got his ass beaten the alley by fucking uh what's the dude that was like licking people and shit stain got his ass beaten the alley by stain and shit like he get his ass beat by everybody well actually native's the goat let me stop talking about native would you rather be luigi would you rather fight luigi or would you, no luigi's a bad example because he can uppercut you and one shot you that was a terrible example you know what i'm talking about would you rather fight somebody weak or would you would you rather fight somebody um like endeavor um you rather your mind times out of 10 you're probably gonna pick the weak person because you know that you're gonna fucking win at least most people would uh somebody who wants to be a champion will probably pick the stronger person because they feel like they would challenge them win or lose uh challenge themselves win or lose but um i think most people you know most people look at me like endeavor i'm sorry uh, endeavor's lit bro this nigga's going off and fucking to my hero my, I, <laughs> I got endeavor on the mind anyways um <laughs> <laughs> fucking i guess i just identify I, I like endeavor's character besides the fucking the woman the woman beating shit um like niggas know i'm endeavored basically don't fuck with me i'm all might don't fuck with me bro you know i'm gonna talk that shit so that's why people don't play with me like that um especially like people in the chat like the regulars don't really fuck with me most people who come in my twitch chat and fuck with me like they try to fuck with me heavy or people who are not regulars so then we sun them on stream and they get clowned and then they feel stupid and they don't type nothing else in the chat uh and i find that to be really interesting because those people always claim to be big fans and they watch all my videos be like if you actually watch my videos you should know that i can cook your ass so why are you coming in here just say what up that's why i be getting frustrated be like yo i don't want to fucking embarrass you in front of everybody but you coming in here disrespecting me why can't you just come in here and say hi so the main thing I, i'm trying to i guess i'm trying to get at is learn that that shit is socially at least in my in my opinion that stuff is socially awkward to not gauge people i don't understand why people don't gauge one another more often fill people out and as we get more comfortable with one another then you can let the jokes fly but if i don't know you like that i'm not gonna joke with you so don't fucking joke with me um and if you start joking with me when i just met you and you start saying disrespectful shit i'm probably not you will probably never be friends because you don't know I feel like you don't understand social nuances or I, I'll look at you as like a liability. I can't have you as a wingman, like in a business meeting or like, you know, around women or something shit like that, because you might be inclined to say some goofy shit. Like you got to know there's a time and a place for things. There's a time to listen to Nas and there's a time to listen to a party record. You know, it's at the fucking party. You need to learn. People need to learn how to how and when to party. There's too many people out here just partying all the fucking time. I, that was a metaphor. I don't know if that made sense, but it made sense in my fucking head. And I said it out loud. And hopefully that fucking helped you, cat in the rat. Um, <laughs> that shit was mad aggressive, B. Let me take a swig of this water. Freaking. Um, 
Last but not least, last question comes from Dr. Cookies. And he said, you mentioned you used to be in leadership programs as a kid. What have you learned about leadership roles and how has it helped you? Uh, the main thing that I learned is just because you're a reluctant leader doesn't mean that you're not a leader. Like I, I've always looked at myself, at least when I was younger, I've kind of accepted who I am now that I'm older. I think that's why I'm radiating a different type of energy. That's why I'm able to answer some of y'all questions, whether it's in the Twitch chat or on this podcast. And y'all like, y'all appreciate this information. I think I'm radiating a certain type of energy is because I've accepted who I am. But when I was younger, I did not accept the fact that people follow me. I do, I do not know why people always, I, I noticed it at the age of like five or four or five or six that people just naturally followed me. And I was very reluctant to that, like that people would hang off your word. Um, but as you get older, you learn that there's, you need to accept that and that uh, you need to put out like certain images, certain positive images. That's why I fucking, where am I going with this? I'm sorry, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> oh, so just because you're a reluctant leader doesn't mean you're not a leader. Um, freaking, I was reluctant. I didn't want to do it. Um, but people still followed me and, and I feel like I was setting a bad example. Like, I think a bad example of me even being younger is like, I put out a certain image when I was younger, like most of my videos were trolling videos or like me, like talking shit. And it put out a certain image. Like I was a leader, like people, I like to like make people laugh and they, they, they followed my lead because of it. But I wasn't being a good leader. I was being reluctant. I wasn't actually accepting my role. I think now I've accepted my role. And that's why it's important for me more to speak my mind. Because a lot of people don't realize how actually intelligent I actually am. Um, I, I think about everything that I do. Even though I'm tired and I ramble sometimes, I do feel like I, if you pay attention, I will say some things that might resonate with you. Um, I don't know what I'm saying right now, though. <laughs> uh, that's beside the point. That's beside the point. Um, so I think I think as I've gotten older, I've, I've accepted that role. And like even with these podcasts, like I try to answer some of y'all questions. I try to give y'all some perspective or even something as simple as like like younger me wouldn't have done this. Something as simple as like the way some of y'all be talking about women and my when I be streaming on Twitch, a lot of times we be talking about like relationships and women and shit. And some of the ways some of the ways that y'all talk about women, and I know it's because you're young and you don't know any better. Like if I don't check y'all, y'all are going to always have that attitude. And like I've realized as I've gotten older, a lot of men do hate women, and I honestly don't know why. Most of y'all, especially like black men, most of y'all is raised by y'all fucking mama, and y'all need to stop. Um, just doing dumb shit, calling every woman a hoe, a thought, or like, like I've had to check multiple dudes to be like, yo, I've I fucked this thought. I'm like, well, why is she a thought? Because she gave me the box. I'm like, okay, so she lets you fuck, but you don't know her body count. You don't know what her activities are outside of you. Like it might have just been a woman that liked you. Stop saying that shit. Stop saying every woman is a fucking thought because she lets you fuck, dog. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, the way women, the way dudes talk about women, they refer to them. I've, I, I've basically, I try to do my part to put some positive energy into the universe, especially like with this podcast. It pisses some people off. I had somebody write a paragraph long message on, uh, on YouTube about how, uh, how trash I am. All I do is ramble about dumb shit that doesn't matter. But then I also get positive comments of people saying that the stuff that I say does matter. Uh, it resonates with people. Um, so it's like, it, I, I think it's about whether or not you're in your life. You're at a point in your life where you really accept the message. And I feel like a lot of people are not able to accept the truth. They're not ready to accept where they are in life. But that being said, um, 
even though I was younger and I was reluctant. What I was saying about the Twitch stuff, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. What I was saying about the Twitch stuff, if I was younger, I might have not checked them the way that they be talking about women, the negative stuff that they be saying, or just stuff that's not true. I might have not checked them. I might have just laughed. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've accepted that, you know, I have to be a leader and I have to um, correct people, put a put a positive energy into the universe and show people a different way, I guess. Versus when I was younger, I was more reluctant. I knew people would follow me, but they were following me for all the wrong reasons. And I let them do that. And uh, that's in my opinion, that's bad karma. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. I don't know if that answered your question. I am so sorry. I am tired and I am hungry. It is like 6.03 p.m. and I have not eaten today. I've been fasting um, and I'm starting to draw blanks. Hopefully that helped. I apologize if it didn't. Oh, well. Anyways, uh, last but not least on my podcast notes, I have some music suggestions that I've been listening to since the last podcast. I've been listening to the Childish Gambino album titled 31520, 3.15.20. Um, that shit is fire. Super funky. Um, I've been listening to Party Next Door's album. Eh, it's okay. Uh, there's like three, four tracks on there that I really like. That Savage album, Savage album, that Savage anthem is fire, bro. Like, if listen, man, if this was me like two years ago, I would have loved that song. Like when I had just broke up with my with my ex, I would have fucking loved that fucking song, bro. Fucking Drake's Jaded was my favorite song back then. But like the Savage anthem, that shit, like I still like the song, but I would have loved it back then when I was angry. You know what I'm talking about if you follow me on Twitch. There was a point on Twitch for like, three to six months where i was just going on i was going on a tear talking about relationships and i was just talking about all the toxic habits women have and shit like that because I, I was like nigga be going through shit i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna put out all my business about what i was going through but you know i wasn't getting treated like a king but it's cool we got rid of her um i promised that person i wouldn't bad mouth them or say their name or anything like that but you know i just i just want y'all to know that you know you're not wrong fellas some women out here are toxic and the problem with society is um we don't we don't talk about women's toxicity enough we don't it's just we're just supposed to accept it because they cute and i think that's a crack of shit you know we constantly talk about how toxic men are and i think women are just as toxic as men but we don't want to talk about that anyways uh sorry about that but i love that savage that savage song uh, <laughs> i listened to the weekend album mid uh i'm not gonna nothing made the playlist i'm not gonna lie nothing made the playlist um and then drake dropped a new song some tootsie roll left foot right hokey pokey bullshit i i listened to it once that's not going on a playlist um I would say my favorite thing out of all the things I listed was the Childish Gambino album. Like majority of these songs made my playlist. This shit is fire. Shit is funky. So definitely listen to Childish Gambino's new album. Um, and that's all I got on my podcast notes. It's crazy too because I said I don't know if this is gonna be a long episode or not. But I'm looking at the recording, we're in an hour already. So I find a way to talk. I guess. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, please make sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, when you rate this show five stars, it helps move my show up the algorithm, which brings in new listeners. Um, and if you want to financially support the show, head over to redcircle.com slash Hokage thoughts, and you can donate whatever you see fit. Um, I appreciate everybody listening, but I'm tired of talking. That's all I got on my show notes. I will see you guys on the next episode of Hokage thoughts. thoughts.